The following podcast is proudly sponsored by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in Burlington. If you haven't played it before, I suggest you play it now. If you have played it before, I suggest you go play it again. The colors are spectacular. Did you notice in the last like week, it went from being, oh, it's not, to wow, where did this color scheme come from? It's absolutely beautiful. 18 holes of championship golf, suitable for all levels of play. Breathtaking views. And I don't use that word lightly, like, oh my God. Rattlesnake Point, Mount Nemo, just beautiful. The Niagara Escarpment is gorgeous. And the finest customer service that's allowed by law. Yeah, I looked it up. You cannot <laughs> find nicer people than those at Crosswinds. You'll feel like a member of a private golf course when you experience what Crosswinds has to offer. Not just the golf, everything. The whole enchilada, as they say. As who says? What are you talking about, Hensi? <laughs> Don't delay. There's only so many good days of golf left. I am chalishing to play Crosswinds again. Mike, you know what that word means polishing book your tea time online now at crosswindsgolf.com and save ten dollars per golfer and when you get there tell them hebsy sent you now mike let's start the big podcast Hey, sports fans, welcome to Hebsey on Sports. It's episode 304, but really, it's the Thanksgiving playoff episode. Did you say playoffs? Wait, wait, wait a minute. But but can we win a round of playoffs? I don't care what team it is. Can we win a round of playoffs? <laughs> yes, we can. What a weekend it's going to be in the big smoke. The games are here, right here. We're doing our own thing. We're loving it. I'm a sports fan, sure. I'm a Blue Jays fan since day one. Please don't tell me stuff about the Jays. I already know that stuff. <laughs> don't say, oh, did you know that? I know it. I'm a historian. I've been there since day one. I get it, okay? So you don't have to impress me with your knowledge of sports, of, Bay, of Blue Jays. I got it all. It's all it's right up here. Toronto Mike running the show from his new Toronto studio. I'm here in Little Italy, which, of course, is the center of... Um, of sports action here. It doesn't matter if it's the world cup or whatever's going on. We'll just run out into the streets of little Italy and cheer. If the Jays win, we'll start our own little parade. Uh, it's a day we've all been waiting for. I think really Mike for long time home playoff game, blue Jays. It's going to be wild. And it's the Thanksgiving weekend. It's it's, it could not be better. We're going to preview the Jays Mariners series. Um, Today, it's going to be today. Uh, they're going to play tomorrow for sure. Might play Sunday. Hope not, but mm, could be. Uh, there are other sports to talk about as well. Not as important. Well, you know, I, I shouldn't say that. What's going to happen to Hockey Canada? How many different slush funds did they have to pay off victims of sexual abuse and harassment? And, and how, much covering, how much more covering up is there? Oh, my God. Should they change the name to Canada Hockey? Would that, would that make a difference? Should there be a new ministry to look after just hockey in this country? And if so, will they enact meaningful changes? We'll get into some football, some golf, plenty of sports media talk. First, let's welcome in one of the biggest Blue Jay fans on the planet. Dare I say it, Toronto Mike, you have been a Blue Jay fan since what year? 1983. Wow. And, and what was your earliest Blue Jay memory? What got you hooked on this uh, team? The logo? What was no, it? No, uh, I would. George Bell? I, what was it? Who was uh, it? Close, but I was visiting my uncle's cottage for a week, and uh, he would have Tom and Jerry calling games on the radio, and I would listen. So I fell in love by first by hearing the Blue Jay games on the radio, 
and that was it. I got hooked in 83, the summer of 83. And then in 84, when the Tigers got off to that big start, but we started clawing away at it, I felt like at the time it felt like, hey, we have a, a chance here. I would look at my magic number. every. I would, I would check the, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the pennant race and the Toronto Star every morning. And that's it. 85, we know what happens. That was it. Drive of 85. There you go. Well, guess what? It's happening again. Playoffs. Yeah, we, we missed last season under Charlie Montoyo. The Blue Jays won 91 games. And people are like, oh, well, blah, blah, you know, it was okay. No, they should have made the playoffs last year. Might have saved Charlie Montoya's job. I don't know. Maybe they weren't ready last year. I don't know, but they won 91 games. And they fell one game short of making the postseason. So this year it was like, okay, what do the Jays have to do to make the postseason? And I think, Mike, somewhere, I mean, I know I said it. I said they got to win one more game than they did last year. They got to win 92 games. You did say it because I pulled the clip. Brad Wheeler was on the show. Brad and I thought we'd win 94 games, and you said 92. Because they're playing in the American League East. But anyway, and and <laughs> I made a couple of bucks on that one because I went under the 92.5. But anyway, wow. that's neither here nor there. They fell one game short. One game. And to me, it was like, could Charlie Montoyo have made – I blamed it on Charlie – could Charlie Montoyo have done something? And remember, this is the same guy that put Matt Shoemaker out there for four innings in that pseudo wasn't even playoff thing, that old clusterfuck, right? So I didn't like him anyway. I didn't like the way he managed games. And I said that. Great for player development. Hell of a nice guy. Like Uncle Charlie. He was like Uncle Charlie. Like yeah. Charlie O'Casey on My Three Sons. It's Uncle Charlie. <laughs> like to play the bongos and the marimbas and the tamla drums and the whole deal. Anyway, so what happens is, 88 games into the season, I'm still going, what the fuck is with this team? They were four games above 500. Mike, you don't even have to pull the tapes. People know this, okay? I know I know my baseball. It just it wasn't going to do it. It wasn't going to happen. Couldn't depend on other teams to screw up, okay? You had to take matters into your own hands, and he did it. So 88 games in, Jays are four games above 500. They fire Montoya. A lot of people surprised. A lot of people pissed. Bring back Charlie. John Schneider, he has no major league experience. What the, are you throwing the season? What the hell? Well, since then, the Jays have gone 46 and 28. Think about that. 46 and 28. They secured home field advantage a few days ago because you know that it would not be nearly as exciting if the Jays were in the playoffs. Woohoo! And they're playing in Tampa or Seattle. Right. Which might have been okay for the fans on the West Coast there that travel, you know, 15 hours to go see the games in Seattle, but not for us. We, we want home field. We want games here in the shitback stadium that we've got here. Oh, that they've renovated a bit, but still all the seats face the 55-yard line. I figured out, Mike, there's about 15, about 17,000 what I would consider good seats at uh, the Dome. Only play, the problem is it holds like 50, 45. Yeah. But there's about seven. The horseshoe from first base all the way around to third, right? Anything in there. Are, are, are pretty good seats. You can follow the ball well, you don't crane your neck. But, uh, but after that, when you go down the lines, nah, not good. But, but, but hey, it's our home. I know it's going to be so loud. I'm, I'm into that. It's going to be great. I didn't buy tickets. 200 bucks a ticket Ooh. for a wild card. You know, I'll save my money for like the championship series, the World Series. Right. The dome's going to be closed, by the way. And, and why is that? Do you have a re Is it because it's cold? Yeah. It is cold. And it gets cold. And it gets cold. When the <laughs> sun goes down, the sun goes down before seven. The game starts at 407. If the game's not over, and even if it is, you get a little chilly. So that's why you got a dome. You want it to be comfortable for people, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be and just, it'll be loud. 
be loud and Alec Manoa gets that. I mean, it, could, things could not have worked out better, right? It's all, well, what if there's a game 162? Oh, we'll pitch Manoa. Well, no, we won't. Well, yeah, we will. Well, no, well, I, I spoke too soon. Yeah, you spoke too soon. Give the fuck game 162 and game 148. That's what we were talking about. We figured out the rotation for the next four weeks. And as long as there's no rain outs or double headers, right? And if, if we still need a win, game 162, eh, we wasted so much energy on that bullshit. So much energy. We're good. What are we going to do? Oh, God. <laughs> By the way, we are playing another team. The Seattle Mariners. You know they won 90 games, Mike, this year? They were I 90 and 17. Yeah. Did you know last year they won 90 games? Back to yeah. back. Just yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know they haven't been in the playoffs since the year of the small potato? <laughs> They've been 20 years since they're the, they, they, they were the team with the longest playoff drought. And here's what they get to do. They get to battle their way down the stretch. They get to secure a playoff position, okay, for the first time. Woohoo! They're exhausted. They got to travel across the country after playing a doubleheader the other day. They don't know what day it is. They don't know whether to shit or wind their watch. And here they are in Toronto, Canada, okay, which luckily for them, you don't need to be fully vaccinated. That's right. By the way, did you hear hear the news that perhaps Aaron Mm -hmm. Judge was not vaccinated when he came to Canada? Oh, I didn't hear that. And, And that the two home runs that he hit in Toronto could be taken off the board? That he would only have 60 home runs? (laughs) <laughs> they don't have 60 home runs yeah yeah <laughs> no that's not true that's not apparently there was a yankee that uh, was not fully vaccinated uh, anyway that's just oh, uh, something i heard it's got nothing to do with us wait till we if we get to play the yankees which we probably won't but that would be great anyway right so here's where we're at we got alec manoa against uh, a guy named luis castillo really good pitcher now i know most folks they don't, they don't what do i know from the seattle mariners I did, I mean, watching some games, did a bit of research, which I want to do. This is a guy who played against the Jays, pitched against the Jays earlier this year, pitched really well, lost 2-1, but pitched well. But he was pitching for Cincinnati at the time when we played Cincinnati. All right? And right. they uh, and they traded him at the, at the deadline to uh, Seattle. Hell of a pitcher, capable of throwing a shutout, just like Manoa. This is going to be a really good pitching matchup. This is going to be the type of game, Mike, where if we can get on the board first, if we can break through first, now the crowd's into the game. But if this Castillo starts, you know, mowing down some Blue Jays, and this guy is a strikeout pitcher too, and the, and the fans are frustrated, and we're not getting hits and stuff like that, I think Seattle has an advantage there. I, you know, if they can keep the game close, the Jays are the team that can bust open with like tons of runs, not Seattle. Seattle's a more of a punch and Judy team, not high batting averages, right? Don't score a lot of runs. 26th in all of major league baseball oh. offensively, a 230 team batting average. Ooh. And we got sluggers galore, <laughs> right. sluggers galore, but the Mariners shine on pitching and defense. And I'm, I'm not the only one that's, you know, pitching and defense wins championships. We know that, right? Seattle, the number one defensive team in the American League. They don't throw the ball away. They don't give up runs. They don't do that. They're number five in the league when it comes to pitching ERA. Pretty good. The Jays, the number four defense in the league, which is better than I thought. I was like, That's really? Because we think of, oh, God. They, but really, I mean, Matt Chapman is a stud. Vladdy's a very, very good defensive first baseman. Uh, Bo, not so much. But after that, our defense is pretty good. Yeah, our catching defense is really good. Yeah. So, um, and we're number seven in ERA. 
So as much as we think, oh, we got the great pitch, we don't. We don't have the great pitching. We got Manoa. We got Gosman. We got, uh, you know, Romano in the bullpen. And, you know, Stripling's been a nice surprise. But our bullpen is not, it's okay. Like, Romano's great. The rest, it's, it's okay. We got one lefty, Mesa. Seattle's got a much better bullpen, high leverage bullpen. Lefty, righty, lefty, righty. It's going to be really interesting. By the way, do you know the manager of the Seattle Mariners? Uh, Lou, Lou Pinella. Right. In 1989, <laughs> Scott Service, seventh year managing the Mariners. Seven years. Um, Seattle's really good at grinding out at bats with uh, you know walks and hit by pitch and stuff like that. But I think that's going to be tough against the Jays because one thing I, I think our, our pitching staff has, it seems that way, is they have, uh, they have control. They, you don't have a lot of wildness on this team. That's not a, an issue. I mean, Pete Walker's done a terrific job. You know, pound the strike zone, uh, with the exception of Kikuchi and Mitch White and guys like that who won't even be on the roster. They're going to announce the roster, in, I think, in the next 45 minutes. But it's likely, like those pit, you don't need a lot of pitchers if you're in a three-game series. And then you can, you can, you can change your roster um, for, the next, for each series. You can you know, announce who your roster is. So you can, so you don't need all these pitchers. These guys aren't going to get in the game, even if they're losing 13 to one, God forbid. Um, so they're going to be out and you're going to have, uh, you know, you're going to have your replacement type guys. You're, you know, because if, if Schneider needs to pinch hit, which he will, he's, he's looking way ahead. He says, if I pinch hit Kirk, let's say, and he gets on, I got to pinch run Zimmer for Kirk. So Kirk's out of the game. And do I use Zimmer as my defensive replacement or is he gone now? Cause I got Jackie Bradley jr or I got Tapia or whatever. So it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be good. Some good managerial strategy. I like this. Very, very exciting. But Manoa's the guy, and I think you're looking at a shutout today. I mean, I don't see Seattle getting nothing off of this guy. The way he's pitching, Mike, pitcher of the month in the American League in September. A 0.88 ERA. He's getting, can we say this? He's getting better. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't give up. Mike, he doesn't give up runs. He doesn't give up runs. Two. He gives up two runs is the most he gives up. And look I at, believe, take a look at his last eight or ten starts. I mean, like zero, zero, one, one, two. He doesn't give up runs. So not only does he keep you in the game, but with a team like the Jays, who lead the league in just about every offensive category. I mean, all, all your guys, you need three runs. Three. <laughs> and your winners. Three runs. Okay? You got George. You got Bo. You got Vladdy, you got Teoscar, you got Kirky, you got Chappie, you got Jano, you got two hit wit. You got, you're loaded top to bottom. I would hit Merrifield second. I did him second. This guy's hitting everything. This guy led the league and hits a couple of times. He's a singles hitter. He right. can hit the other way. He can run. If, if Springer doesn't get on base, now you got Merrifield, who's like a leadoff hitter. If he gets on, he can run. You can hit and run with him. That's just me. I mean, Vladdy has been under too much pressure. All right? He's chasing pitches like he's never done before. His, he was awful in September. Right? And he's just trying too hard. He's just he's going after those sliders away. He just can't hit those pitches. I drop him in the order. I, would. I don't care. This team's got to win. And this Merrifield is hitting. You take the guys that are hot. Manoa's hot. Throw him out there. Merrifield, everything he hits turns to gold. Move him up in the order. That's just me. I'm excited, Hebsey. Yeah. 
Seven hours to go. I wish we could throw the pitch right now. I don't know. What are you talking about? Noon. There's a game at noon today. Tampa, Cleveland. Yeah, but I have have to work, Hebsey. But uh, (laughs) I'll be tuning in at 4 p.m., 4.07 for the Jays. A couple of quick notes there. That was awesome. I'm all primed now. 2.30, Mike. Pre-game show starts at 2.30 on Sportsnet. Yeah, I don't. Remember, Sportsnet has all the coverage. I want to hear about your thoughts on the coverage. But first, just a few very quick notes. One is that... uh, Shout out to Scott Mayo on your uh, YouTube channel. He points out this is, of course, the battle of the 77 expansion, Mariners and Blue Jays. That's kind of neat. The 77 expansion teams. Uh, really? One more thing. Is it, is it really? I, I, Scott, I think that's neat, buddy. Me and you, we're on the same team here. I, uh, my I'm little kidding. Circle, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's exciting. I'm sure people in Seattle are excited, too. And remember, a lot neat. of people who live in the western part of Canada have been Seattle Mariners fans slash followers for how many years? 45 years, right? Right, right. You know, West Coast baseball, people in in that part of the world, not just when the Blue Jays came to town, which wasn't that often. Um, right. would, you know, a lot of folks went down to Seattle, became Mariners fans. Good organization uh, and a beautiful ballpark, a gorgeous ballpark not like our fucking piece of shit hell oh god damn it i hate that too because that's what's going to happen is all these people are going to come from around the world to cover the series and go what is this what, what like what is this place? but when it's full you'll admit when there's forty five thousand, when there's look Mike, in there, it, when there's forty five thousand in any ballpark during the playoffs right okay. in any ball that's like saying oh well the uh, uh scotia bank arena you know when it's the playoffs it, like any other arena come on but it's a highly functional ballpark. Like it might not it's be shit. Like I told you, spending that kind of money for those kind of go, like go at, have it out, go. Okay, enjoy yourself. I can't, and the seats have got to be really good, mm. or I'm not going to go because the experience isn't the same if I'm not in. If I, I, I the my viewpoint of the game is, and plus I have to tell you, the mm. games on television are so well done. I mean, sound and picture nowadays, Mike, is so good. Like, do you really do that experience? The television experience is so much better than it used to be. What they have to offer now is just like, really? And if you're with your friends or your family and you're all hanging around and you can go to the fridge and have a beer or whatever it is and still engage, it's it's still great. It's not like being at the game. I get it. But man, 200 bucks a ticket. Yeah. You know how many rounds of golf that is? You know how much? Nah, that's a lot. Anyway. <laughs> so last thought before we move, I want to hear about what you think of the coverage of the, the team this year uh, in the playoffs, but... Uh, just a reminder, we got the 91 wins last year, but remember we had three home ballparks. I know you didn't like that excuse I used at the end of last season, but if we had the dome as our home ballpark for the entire season last season, we would have made the postseason. That's my thoughts on it. Not necessarily. Well, I don't have the, the you know, the, no, but I'm sure, I'm sure other teams have excuses, you know, maybe not as good as yours for not having different homes. Or whatever. One game win, you know, in Buffalo or in wherever we were. Tampa, I get it. Hell we were. Okay. I get it. I get it. They need it. They need it. Okay. So are you over that now? <laughs> and Charlie, in my little circle, when they let Charlie go, no, was, I know. I didn't, yeah, no poor Charlie. It was like, I like the guy, but I think everybody knew that we needed to upgrade the managerial position. Well, if we were going to take a run at the World Series. But what did you know about, like, what did you really know about John Schneider, right? He's this, this like, John Schneider's like one of the players. Like, John Schneider to me is like the non-playing manager. Right. Like, if they said, John, we need you in there to catch, right? That he would activate himself, get behind the plate, right? right. And, like, be the fourth or fifth string catcher, the emergency catcher. Like, you know, you're naming your roster. Schneider's like, I, I can still play. He looks like that guy. 
He's one of the guys. He's like, he's, I'm the, okay. It's like, okay, we need to pick a guy who's going to be manager. Okay. Schneids, you're the guy. Don't, don't you get that feeling? Uh, they seem to like him and they play well for the guys. So yeah, uh, he's like one of the players. He's like the four string catcher. <laughs> right, let's hey, talk about, let's talk about the media. Coverage, yeah, but can okay? you explain to me as we segue into that uh, conversation, we try to how is it that, that how is it this year that Sportsnet gets to call the playoff games where in the past we used to lose the Sportsnet crew and we would go to like an American crew. Like what's different this year? Explain it. Well, all. I would think that there must have been some negotiation somewhere along the line saying, look, we should in Canada be able to produce our through MLB. We should be able to produce our own for our own country. Right. It's a completely different entity. Right. Right. As opposed to we're going to supply all of the technical back end and you guys supply the announcers and the producers which is the way it's been for a hundred years right Every, right you know it doesn't matter who the the so so the u.s network that has the rights which include international rights i guess and that's a whole other level that i i'm not familiar with is you know they they, they must have said listen you know we we want to be able to produce our own broadcast as we've done all season long and we want because we're the national carrier in Canada. And there is no national carrier in the United States. There's no exclusive national carrier for teams because it's all local, but the Jays are the only team in Canada and the national carrier is um, Sportsnet. Now TSN does carry baseball, Sunday night baseball, ESPN feed, but they can't carry, they can't cover Blue Jay games. So in this particular case, I, I'm assuming they just went and said, look, can we do it? And Major League Baseball said, you go ahead. And there's some kind of revenue split or however that works, I don't know. Well, why didn't done. we get that in 2015? I don't want to Did I get here before you? I just tried my best. I don't know why it was that way before. We just accepted it. Okay. We accepted it. We bent over because we're Canadians. We <laughs> bent over and we said, go ahead. Go ahead, America. Go ahead, baseball. Give it to us. We know you don't want to come to Canada. We know you hate Canada. We know that the ratings aren't going to be good. Who the hell wants to watch Toronto play? We get all that. Okay. You've kicked us enough times. You've tried to stick it up our ass. And now, we want our own people. But the irony is we don't get Dan Shulman. Yeah, love Buck. I can tolerate sometimes Pat. Because he's, you know, you know, Mike, he's a ball player. He plays ball. Right. He would love to get a hit here. Like, you know, like sometimes Pat will say something. And I go, whoa, that's Wow. That was a good nugget. I, I wow, and, and and there's perspective there, and there's and there is um, context. Wow, as opposed to you know he's 29th and like you know. Look, on behalf of all Jays fans who are watching and listening to you right no, now, no Dan Showman. We no prefer Showman doing play by play and Buck Martinez doing right. Uh, so analysis. so to me, that's the worst part of like for example, if ESPN didn't have the radio rights to the postseason. Dan would be doing his gig here. There wouldn't be anything for him at ESPN. But sort of unbeknownst to us, we weren't thinking during the season going, you know, if the Jays make the playoffs, we're not going to hear Dan's voice. Nobody was going like that. We're no. thrilled about the Jays. But now the realization is we love our Jays, but, but we love our Jays when Dan's doing the game. <laughs> right? Dan and Buck, we're, right? Right? But we love our games if you're doing it. We love our Jays if you're doing the games. Like at this point in the season, I want to watch the game. I actually, you know, you could stick in 
Uh, it could be you and I calling. Uh, no, 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 I get it. I get it. But again, so that to me is that that's the irony of, of all this is we, 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 we get our own broad Sportsnet gets its own broadcast. Right. Right. An hour and a half pregame show, four hour postgame show, uh, inserts, everything like you, you name it, man. Right. Like everybody, right? Jamie, familiar Chiron, Caleb, Hazel, Arash, right. Ben, 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 Arden, Shy, Ben, and Buck and Tabby, but not Dan. He's committed to ESPN radio. We're not going to hear him on local radio because or local audio, because that'll be the Sportsnet 590 the fan feed, Ben Wagner on the call. I don't know who's going to do color with Ben Wagner. I hope they're not. Is it Arden or Ben Nicholson Smiller? Uh, it's just weird to me. Mike. It's super weird. Do we know weird. which series Dan is covering? Uh, He's covering the Jays. Oh, that's I didn't. The know. irony that no, that's the <laughs> irony of it, Mike. He's going to be calling the Jays game with. Yeah. I don't know who his sidekick, John Crook, Dave. I, I don't even know. Um, mm. uh, from a different booth at the Dome for yeah. ESPN Radio, and it, you and any of my listeners, tell me. Where can I get the ESPN radio feed so I can listen to Dan Shulman doing the game when I'm in the car, when I'm away from my screen? Great question. Okay. Sportsnet's expecting an average of 2.5 million viewers to tune in for the weekend games. Two and a half million, baby. That's huge. That's a huge bonus for them. Think about it. Two playoffs. It does feel low to me. I feel like... uh... Average, Mike. It's four o'clock. Who do you know that's... How many people at four o'clock are going to be in front of their television besides you? You work from home. People have work to do. People are going places. You know what the roads are like at four o'clock in the afternoon? Okay, if Jays win game one, uh, there should be a spike game two, right? Saturday. Well, for, but it's a Saturday. Yeah, four o'clock on a Saturday. Different story. Right, right, right. Average. They're expecting an average. Would have been worse. You know, that, been... you know what that means? It means they go to their advertisers who are hollishing. Oh, boy. <laughs> How many viewers? Oh, we're expecting about two and a half. Well, okay. What are the rates now? Selling our own spots. This is beautiful, beautiful. Our own production, beautiful. Huge bonus, huge. This is big money. This, what they're going to make here is going to make up for all the money they spent for that hockey deal that still has a couple of years left on it, right? Well, that beautiful. is big money. Wall-to-wall coverage, okay? So that means that the salespeople are going out saying, yeah, we got Jamie and Joe and Caleb, and we got to break this baby. We had 90-minute post-game, pre-game show. Sell, 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 sell. You mean I'm... You mean you're not going to be showing the top 50 plays of the week? You're going to show like a pregame show from 2.30 till 4? Wow. <laughs> sell. Sell. Make Ooh. some money because you're going to have a lot of eyeballs, a lot of ears. Gosh, even TSN, which like like rare, like on Friday nights when the Jays are playing, TSN leads with football. Right. Because that's because that's their product. That's their thing, right? And then, oh, and by the way, our second story tonight, you know, um, the Blue Jays won. But now it's like, we've got to get in on this. So, so TSN has the same, you know, are granted the same, you know, um, credentials that, that another non um, rights holder would get, you know, you get, you can't bring a million people down here at TSN. Jennifer Hedger was there yesterday. I'm like, whoa, Jennifer Hedger's at the game right. with Scott Mitchell and they're on the field doing a little pregame hit. I'm going, okay, TSN. At the Rogers Center, it just it looks weird. Doesn't it? Well, on that note, this morning Monica was watching some CP twenty four, and they had somebody on the field talking to Mark Shapiro. And I was thinking, oh, you know, Bell Media is all in on this; they can't ignore this story. Well, they, no, of course not. They and again, whatever credentials you get, I mean, that's up to the Blue Jays too, and, and up to the I guess up to the Blue Jays. It's up to the league. 
Yeah, but I mean, and, it's, it's, and since TSN does show game, but I, but I don't think it's like you know, like you can put in your request for however many, you know, uh, press credentials you want. You know, you're only allotted so many, uh, and non rights holders, <clears throat> excuse me, non rights holders are not allotted much. But but everybody from Sportsnet, I mean, freaking everybody from sport, like I'm telling you right now, yeah, you name it, you know, it's gonna listen, Chris Cuthbert and Craig Simpson, okay. There'll be a hockey angle somewhere. And here we are. Let's go. No, I'm just kidding. By the way, did you see Craig Simpson's daughter, nine-year-old daughter had a hole in one? He recorded no. it. He recorded it. Now, here's the other thing. Yeah. How many times, golfers, tell me, how many times have you gone up there and like recorded, not a photo, but recorded like a, a, a shot of your playing partner on a par three? And, Rarely. And, 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 and they've made a hole in one. Like never? Like on, Never, tele- like on television, son, maybe like yeah. on television. Now they'll have it saying, let's go back to Friday afternoon on the fourth <laughs> hole at seven in the morning. This guy, hey, hold in one because they got cameras everywhere, but come on. So, come so on. here's Craig Simpson. So his nine-year-old daughter, Sammy is on a par three and he was recording it. And so you see the, you don't kind of don't see the ball because you know, it's very difficult. It's now traveling and you just, there's a wait. And, and then you all of a sudden, ah! You hear Simpson go, it's in. And his daughter jumps up and he's recording her. And I'm like, I've never seen like from a home recording, someone getting a hold in one. It's remarkable. So he's wow. like, I don't normally post on social media, but I had to post this. I was recording it. Here's my daughter's hold in one. <laughs> wow. Good for her. It was great. It was great. So yeah, it's going to be electric at the dome. You're going to have a bunch of reporters who don't know fuck all about baseball. don't know fuck all about the Blue Jays asking stupid fucking questions of people because they can because it's local media. Right? I'm not mentioning any names. I haven't watched any of the coverage yet. I probably won't, but, I don't, but you know what I mean, Mike. This is what happens. When there's a sporting event, you get these people that don't know anything about it going, here we, yeah, are, that's the- here we are in Toronto, and with me is Mark Shapiro. Oh, I'm sorry, Shapiro. It's, you know, it's like, Eesh. But they have to cover it because it's a big event because there's going to be like the whole, the whole town's going to be talking yeah, yeah. about it. The whole country's talking about it. So get the local media in there. Just get in there. Jump on the hype train. The uh, yeah, this is called the bandwagon, Hebsey, and uh, yeah. the more the merrier. Everybody, jump on. This is the time. But the, for, for the for the reporters, for the journalists that that cover the team that are normally there, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to get my story here, some fuckhead from fucking whatever, you know. This station here, this was credentialed, and and here they have their morning show, right? For example, it's a hi, you know, hi. We'd like to ask you some questions. Who are you? What's your name? How do you pronounce your name? You know, uh, too much of it. Again, not mentioning any names, but you should get credentials. It's a media feeding frenzy. Media feeding frenzy. Bell Media, you know, every morning show, every ever cooking show, whatever, you know, cooking show. Get over there. Ask Mitch White what he had for dinner yesterday. Let's do a story. You know, I don't know. Will Mitch White be on the playoff roster? No, Mitch White will not be on the playoff roster. You say Kikuchi. Ah, That's what I'm saying. Will not be on the playoff roster. They're going to announce it soon. I think I'll be right here. You need need ball. You need position players. Um, Yeah. $290 $290 plus tax. Yeah, the tickets were 200 bucks a pop. And I'm like, ah, I think I'll spend time on the couch and in the car this weekend following it. Tomorrow's starters, by the way, TBA, despite what you've been reading. And if Castillo gets knocked out early today, the Mariners, I'm sure it will. The, the, you're you're going to empty your bullpen because you don't have that many games left. Just remember one thing, Mike. Tomorrow, Saturday, is an elimination game. Right. Absolutely. It's an elimination game. Saturday's game is an elimination game. Got it? Yeah. So who do you want? You want Gosman or you want Stripling for game two? Who you want? Who you want? 
It's probably going to be Robbie Ray for them and his pants. <laughs> but he's that. been shitty lately. He's been like, he lost four of his last five decisions, throwing a lot of pitches. And, you know, when, when I see him sweating early, I know it's going to be a long day for Robbie Ray. Yeah. So Robbie Ray, I for sure is going to go for, I'm almost yeah. positive. He's going in game two for Seattle. Do you go with Gosman or Stripling? In my mind, I've always had it game one, Manoa, Gosman uh, two, and Stripling three. That's how it's always been in my mind. So. Okay. What do you think, Hemsey? No, I agree. I agree. If Gosman's good to go, if he had that blister or that cut on his finger or that gash or that, uh, you know, whatever it is, because, you know, you have to reveal injuries, but not, you know, so, so what is it? Is it on the side of the finger? Does it affect your splitter? Like, does it rub against? Like, how many of them can you throw? You know, like, it's all that. Did you, did you soak your finger in pickle brine to toughen it up? And I just like to say, thankfully, you <coughs> ended up, playing the Mariners because if we were playing an East uh, Eastern time zone team we would be getting that early game today which is what noon or something like that oh, yeah, Cleveland no today and tomorrow yeah so thankfully we got a West Coast team so they can't give us the noon game because that's a 9 a.m. start for the locals so they had to give us four so that it's one o'clock for the locals oh man my head's happens. about to explode what everyone uh, knows what I'm talking about I'm sure so thank thank you Seattle because if we were facing like Tampa Bay or something thank you Seattle noon. thank you okay um the playoffs actually begin oh by the way here's this is that should be the theme song for the blue jays in the playoffs ballroom blitz by sweet right you know the song right of course are you ready steve andy (laughs) mick all right fellas let's go that's what it should be boom 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 like it's just sampled by uh sampled by the beastie boys in hey ladies yes absolutely so I, I'm wondering if Alec Manoa had ever heard the song. I'd love to be able to get like that song to him. To, Al, this is perfect, baby. Like I know Welcome to the Jungle and all that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would be the best. Ballroom Blitz. Playoffs begin actually at noon today, Eastern time. Cleveland hosting Tampa. Well, noon start. Well, 9 a.m. BP today in Cleveland. <laughs> Woo! You know, at two o'clock, it's the Phillies and Cardinals in St. Louis. So that's one o'clock St. Louis time. The Jays Mariners at 4.07 Eastern time. And then the Padres and Mets at 8 o'clock in New York. The Ooh. Mets fucked it up, eh? The Mets had to lead all year in the, Amer- in the National League East. And then, and then Atlanta caught them like in the last few days. And Atlanta gets to buy in the first round. The Mets have to play in the wild card. They got the Padres. And then Saturday, another noon start in Cleveland. So and let's say you're, I don't know, you're taking, a, you're, you're taking a trip to Cleveland. You're going, hey, you know what? Um, we'll, go, we'll go see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, hey. A noon game on Friday, a noon game on Saturday. Cleveland. Uh, Jays game tomorrow afternoon, 407 is an elimination game. Mm-hmm. And the dome will be, uh, it'll be closed. Trust me. It's like a high of like nine or 10 degrees. And that's just a little too chilly, especially when the right. sun goes down. Right. Mets Padres are at 730. And then the Phillies Cardinals at 830. So you got to overlap. I mean, you got all these teams. There's only so many hours in the day, right? So a 7.30 game and an 8.30 game tomorrow. So yeah, lots of baseball on the weekend. Jerry Howarth, mm-hmm. speaking of fabulous broadcasters, has been named a finalist for the Ford Frick Award for Excellence in Baseball Broadcasting. He's one of 10 finalists, which also includes Jacques Doucette, the uh, play-by-play voice of the Montreal Expo. It's en français for many years. Tom Cheek won this award back in 2013 with great help from Mike Wilner. Um, who, man, if anyone had ever lobbied hard for someone to, to, to get into a Hall of Fame or to reach a certain status, that would have been uh, Wilner. 
uh, um, for Tom Cheek. And boy, well-deserved. Tom would not have gotten in without, uh, without Wilner's help. So that was great. So I worked with Tom for a few years. Um, he won this award in 2013. Jerry did Jay's games for 37 years. Wow. 37 years. <clears throat> you, when you first listened, Mike, in 1983, yeah. as a young boy, and that 83 season, I followed that team. That was a, that was a great team. They were just coming of age. They were, you were just seeing the glimpses of greatness. Bell, Barfield, Mosby, Tony Fernandez, right? Ernie Witt, Buck Martinez, Willie Steve. Willie Upshot first, of course. Like, right? So, Jerry, 37 years he did Blue Jay games. So, anyway, just being, you know, they say just being nominated. But he's a finalist. <clears throat> and I remember Jerry's first day at CJCL. Hey. Jerry had done games in 1980. <clears throat> Here's what happened. Uh, I did uh, three games in 1973. Three games? Yeah. In 1979. Uh, early win was sick. Uh, wasn't really feeling well. And uh, I think was getting tired of doing the grind of doing 162 uh, baseball games as a broadcaster. Uh, so I did some games from when he was ill in September of 79. In 1980, I went to work in Montreal. Um, and Jerry Howard started doing uh, games with Tom. I don't know. If, I think early was gone by then. I don't know if Jerry did every game. I don't think he did. I think he did a certain number of games with Tom uh, in 1980. I was away, but then in 81, he got the job as the full-time, you know, um, color man uh, and three inning, a couple innings of play-by-play -play, uh, working with Tom. Uh, and so when he started CJCL had just became CJCL. They had just uh, bought the CKFH uh, and changed the call letters to it, 1430. And um, Jerry Howarth comes in. He's been hired, I guess, and part of his deal was he was hired by the station to do uh, color and play-by-play -play of the Blue Jays and also sports casting in the off-season. And so, you know, he shows up in like, I don't know, it's like November or something, whenever it was. I don't, I don't remember. No, no, sorry, like February. You know, like January or February. And like he's, you know, reports for duty. He's going to do some sports casting and all that. And the first thing he asked me is, Mark, I... I need to know the names of all these NHL players. I need to know how to pronounce them properly. I know my baseball players, but you know, I need to know the pronunciation. I'm going, okay. We went over seriously, like every guy in the NHL, wow. like, he, you know, how do you, is this, he would say it. And I said, no, it's, it's, it's a Rio Rustalainen, right? You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's Pekka Radicolio. It's, it's, all these names, Finnish names, Swedish names, Czech names and all that. And Jerry, you know, he would repeat them and he got them all. And he, 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 that's how meticulous he was. He would not go on the air. He would not say someone's name unless he knew the proper pronunciation, which, is the, pro. should, which is the way it should be. So, and, and 37 years doing Jay's games. He deserves the award. So good luck to Jerry. Uh, finalist for the Ford C. Frick Award for Broadcasting Excellence. That is a Hall of Fame award. You are a Hall of Famer. If you win the Ford Frick Award. Well, Tom Cheek had Mike Wilner and Jerry Howarth has Mark Hebsher. Oh, I don't think, uh, I don't think there's any comparison there. Mike, Mike was a lobbyist if there ever was one. And uh, he got people, he got people aware of the, of Tom's accomplishments. 4,306 games, man, from the very beginning, this franchise, but he was all, but also Tom, man, he was out on the road all the time and Jerry too across the country, all over the province, in all kinds of weather, winter caravans, introducing the players and managers and doing interviews and glad handing with the locals. 
Fucking guy shook hands with thousands and thousands of people, probably got a cold from, you know, guy. Here, I sneezed into my hand. I shook Tom Cheek's hand. He was sick for the entire fucking trip to Saskatchewan or whatever. The man was a, the man was great. A trooper. And they named a, uh, they named, oh yeah, Tom Cheek did die young. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Way too soon. But uh, Jerry, who's still with us, uh, has a street named after him near Six Points there in the. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good guy. Um, Let's get to the real. well, first of all, we should talk about hockey here because sort of lost in all of this is, you know, the Leafs are starting their regular season next week, next Wednesday in Montreal against the Habs. The NHL regular season begins in, in the Czech Republic tonight in Prague, Nashville, San Jose. That's the official start of the season. How many years has it been since like when they started the season, it was always, it was always in another country. Like when do they come up with this? So let's begin the regular season in some other country. Not, I can't remember, but yeah. Oh, well, have some exhibitions games there. <laughs> and then you'll come back to North America. You'll get your sea legs after a week or so. And then, you know, you'll play the rest of your schedule. How insignificant early season games are in the National Hockey League. Let's have them in another country. So that's tonight. And then the regular season starts like next week for other teams. Like there's still exhibition games going on this weekend, I think. Because I'm looking, even online, I'm like, wait a minute. Is this game, Leafs Detroit, is this a preseason game? Is this a regular season game? So yeah. wait, wait, you're telling me they're going to play a regular season game, but other teams will have exhibition games after that regular season game? That's like, exactly be, what I'm telling you. That's ridiculous. You have to. Have it is, isn't it ridiculous? Now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But it's the National Hockey League, so you know. What do you? All do? right, but once you start that, so you're talking about season, a sport no that shoot, games. shoot themselves in the foot all the time. The <laughs> they're just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's still baseball season. I can't get into the Leafs yet. Not, not yet. Or the Raptors. No, not no, yet. Certainly the not yet. I can't. Yeah. I gotta, all my energy's got to go here. <laughs> we'll get into those teams later in the fall. Let's get to the real hockey story now. The demise of Hockey Canada and what's going to happen to our national game. As you likely know, it's been nothing but lies and deceit and a toxic culture that's been allowed to fester for decades. Not one, but two slush funds have been uncovered. Where money from amateur registration fees went directly to funds that were specifically earmarked for cases of sexual assault that will require cash payments to the victims in order for the incident to be swept under the rug. Now it's become a national obsession, and it should be. Burn down Hockey Canada. Get rid of those arrogant people who believe they can, they can change the culture. Oh, it's a, we'll get rid of a few people. but No, we don't have to go. Despite the lying and the cover-ups and the deceit, Change the name. Change it to Canada Hockey. Just, but do something. Develop a new ministry. Because you know what? This bullshit with, oh, yes, uh, it's under the umbrella of the Heritage Ministry. You know, there used to be a ministry of uh, a ministry of amateur sport. I remember Iona Campagnolo was the minister for, for quite some time. Otto Jelinek, around that time. This is several years ago. There was an actual ministry that dealt with amateur sport. And, and in that umbrella, somewhere in there was Hockey Canada, I guess. I don't know enough about politics, but I, I do know now that it's like, oh, uh, what ministry is that? Uh, ministry? No, it's the Heritage Ministry. Yeah, it's sort of a sub-ministry. Sub it's like a subreddit. Well, it's about time, if we really care about the sport of hockey, uh, and it's a part of our national identity, and it is, then it should have its own ministry. There should be something. Canada Hockey, Ministry of National Sport. Call it something and make it separate from the Heritage Ministry and all these other ones, all right? And make people accountable. And if it's got to come under uh, government supervision or it's arm's length, then fine. 
then fine. But let's get it done. Because guess what? Canadian Tire, fuck you, Hockey Canada. Tim Hortons, fuck you, Hockey Canada. Esso, fuck you, Hockey Canada. Tell us, fuck you, fuck you. Except for Nike. They've all dropped their sponsorship. And you know, you know what that means, man? It means it's uh, they've had enough. They don't want to have anything to do with any of this. The remains have to be blown up. You start fresh. I suspect they'll come back when they know that the governing body of hockey is on solid ground with top leadership that's been vetted and accountability. And yeah, maybe government control. What do you think, Mike? Uh, yeah, I think money talks. And I think uh, all these huge you know, sponsors jumping off the uh, Hockey Canada bandwagon there. <laughs> I think on your YouTube chain, chain, uh, channel that Canada Kev says they were breaking their ankles from... Uh, right. Jumping off the Hockey Canada bandwagon, and rightfully so. Now, I'm wondering, uh, does T- how does TSN present the World Juniors this Christmas break, this holiday, and uh, like how does how can they even do that? I don't even know. Like like like, can it even continue this year unless they uh, make these radical changes? Well, the ballsy thing to do it for me for TSN to say that they're not going to cover anything to do with Hockey right. Canada. Like they're right. just say not going to do it. And if it means they void their contract with Hockey Canada, we'll just blow up Hockey Canada and then you don't have to worry about it, right? Right. Like what's Hockey Canada is going to sue TSN for not covering it? So what's the delay? I, I I don't understand what's the delay. You you need to clean house. You need new leadership. You need accountability. This needs to happen yesterday. So what? why are they being so stubborn uh, and that board remains in place? I, I, can't, I wish I could answer that for you. But the longer it takes for this uh, to be resolved, uh, I mean, look, parents right. have already paid their registration fees for this year. Sure, I have. Yeah. Right? Uh, already, right. I believe, uh, I'm going to say Nova Scotia and Manitoba, Hockey Nova Scotia and Hockey um, Manitoba have both said that they are not going to uh, uh, charge these fees to hmm. you know, for registration. It's $3 fee per. Right. Like, think about how many, however many amateur players there are in Canada. Right. Every one of them has to pay a $3 fee that goes right to Hockey Canada. And Quebec ties completely, Quebec. Quebec completely is now out of it. They've, you know, disassociated themselves with it. And so, you know, now the dominoes are going to fall and, you know, eventually it's going to have to be completely overhauled and that'll be very interesting. Right? Well, you know what I say? When you lose the keg, you've lost uh, the trust of a nation. Is that what you say? <laughs> okay, here's the irony in all of this. In all of this, we should be celebrating hockey. We should be embracing hockey especially with the 50th anniversary celebration acknowledgement of the summit series and the excellent documentary that has accompanied it on the CBC. So the irony here is while many of us are watching this and going, Oh God, what a great sport. Oh my God. Remember, Oh, this is wonderful. On the other hand, it's like, look at the, look at, look what's happening. And now you look at Alan Eagleson on this documentary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Convicted felon took all this money when he when he was buddy buddy with like think about alan eagleson this guy was buddy buddy he was like the guy at hockey canada right he was just he they had him in his pocket and vice versa and he was also a player agent and he's also making arrangements for international competition and all this does this smell at all familiar right in the culture of hockey how many of us were shocked when we found out that alan eagleson was right you know expropriating funds and this whole deal like that's a pension fund crook Oh, and this isn't going on and hasn't been for the last number of decades at Hockey Canada? Come on. Don't tell me you didn't see this coming, that this was, oh, it couldn't happen again. We already went through this embarrassment before. 
Come on. Except the difference is those were professionals that got hoodwinked. Now this is amateur hockey, quote unquote, which is we all know the amateur part is bullshit. Okay. How many of these kids that knew what was going on, that saw this gang rape, okay, call it what it is in 2003 and 2018. And how many other ones that we don't know about because they've already been paid off? Come on, man. Zero transparency. Zero transparency. You can go, listen, we can go back to the, you know, the Graham James with the Theo Fleury, just Sheldon Kennedy. I mean, come on. It's hockey. How many times do hockey people get the benefit of the doubt because of their accomplishments on the rink? And, uh, anyway, but I, the documentary to me just, uh, you know, I, I, I wish I could enjoy it without the, the, the specter of death of, of amateur hockey in this country, like looming. Like what, what else are we going to find out about our hockey people and, and, and the names of some people like, you know, how many people are finding out that really that coach there, the one that coached my daughter did this or the one that coached my son is accused of that. And this, I always suspected the yelling, the screaming, the abuse, but I never, who knows what kind of stories are out there. I'll bet if you were to ask people, what do you really know? What really happened behind the scenes in minor hockey in your experience? What did you know? And maybe you didn't tell or swept under the rug or I'll bet you you'd hear some real horror stories. Anyway, excellent documentary. Our friend Dave Bedini was a director. Actually, yeah, Ravi Beshwal directed, I think, the, the fourth and final episode. The music was fantastic in that documentary. Yeah, he so, told me there was some really music well they, uh, they couldn't get because they wanted like, he wanted uh, an April Wine song for one scene. And then Miles Goodwin asked for way too much money. And then he had to change. So it was interesting to hear how all that music right. would be, but great music. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very good. And um, again, uh, against the, you know, the backdrop of the future of, of hockey in this country. But boy, do we love our hockey, man. When you well, look at that documentary. I don't, you know, if, if, if this, if I don't know how they could not change this, it's got to blow up. We got to fix this. But uh, let's say it, we, December comes around and we're still with this board stubbornly. I don't know why you can't remove this fucking board. I have no idea what's going on there. I don't get it at all. But who's going to have an interest for the World Juniors on Boxing Day when this current climate with uh, this complete lack of accountability and transparency? Hmm, good question. Um, I hope by then it's resolved and, you know, because it's always an exciting time, but something has to give. Well, I think you've got to get answers. You've got to get answers to all the questions until they're resolved, until we know what happened in London in 2018, what happened in Halifax in 2003. Um, that's why this investigation will have to be completed so that we all know. And uh, uh, it's all above board. And then you can move ahead with a new board of Canada hockey, whatever. Um, and, you know, successfully hold the, uh, the World Junior Hockey Championships. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sad stuff. Excellent reporting by the likes of, um, well, the master to me, the, the finest sports journalist in the country is Rick Westhead. Uh, and Katie Strang also, who's um, at The Athletic, just doing tremendous work in uncovering and more and more shocking facts about Hockey Canada. Okay, football. You know what was really bad last night? The Thursday night or NFL Thursday, and it was so bad in Denver that the Broncos fans in Denver left the game with the score tied 9-9 at the end of regulation. 
thousands of them left. You see, Denver was leading 9-6. It was all field goals. And, and then they fucked up. And then Indianapolis, with like five seconds to go, kicked a field goal to tie the game at the end of regulation. So Denver was leading 9-6. They would have won a horrible game, but they would have won 9-6. And uh, they gave up this field goal at the end. So as soon as he kicks the field goal to tie the game at 9-9, all these fans are leaving. Mass exodus. Mass exodus. It's 9-9. Indianapolis wins it in overtime 12-9. Woo. Yeah. Horrible game. Just awful game. Terrible. Um, a full slate of NFL games this weekend. It's week uh, week five. Is it week five? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Buffalo Bills at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bills are a 14-point favorite. <laughs> They're a good team. In golf, it's the Shriners Children's Open in Vegas. Play was suspended yesterday. Uh, some Canadian content on the leaderboard. Adam Hadwin, Adam Svensson, Michael Gligic, all four under par, uh, four shots off the lead. Um, I always, whenever I mention Michael Gligic, I have to mention Crosswinds because he's from Burlington and Crosswinds is in Burlington and they sponsor us. And the fall colors are spectacular there. Um, and the golf is always wonderful. You should go to crosswindsgolf.com and uh, make your tea time online. Don't know. Well, you'd have to hurry, I guess, you know, for this uh, long Thanksgiving weekend. For those of you not celebrating Thanksgiving or, you're, or, or where you live, there is no Thanksgiving at this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's the 7th of October. Our Thanksgiving is uh, on the 9th, which is Sunday. And then the Monday is Thanksgiving Monday, which is Thanksgiving for some. It's not Thanksgiving, it's, but it's a holiday, right? right? And then your Thanksgiving, if you're from the U.S., is like six weeks from now, right? Like you guys don't have it until like late November. Right. Your Thanksgiving. But too, our I like ours. Too close to Christmas, right? Like, I mean, already you get a break. Why? Well, you don't need two back to back. No, like, no. But the difference is this: is that here Thanksgiving is not a big deal when it comes to shopping. Down there, Thanksgiving is a four day, five day festival. Sure. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday is Cyber Monday. Right. Keep that Thanksgiving feeling yeah. going. Okay. Right. right. And okay. it's a month after Halloween, so in Happy the U.S. it's like boom Halloween. Like a month later, boom Thanksgiving. A month later, boom Christmas. Like, let's go. Anyway, so it's our Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, so uh, crosswinds would be beautiful. Uh, weather's going to be uh, lovely. Lovely fall weather, beautiful colors. Check it out. Uh, I don't know if we haven't been talking much tennis lately because uh, the matches are taking place uh, other side of the world. Like last week, it was the um, Korean Open. And Korea, you know, is like like way too many time zones ahead of us. And the matches are like in the middle of the night. Um, and without even like I kind of went oh geez Denny Shapovalov is playing and I remember three or four days later going I wonder how he did in in Korea on Sunday anyway he lost in the final um um to uh who, who was he playing I'm trying to think uh oh Nishioka so he lost last week he was in the finals at the Korean Open and he lost in the final and now he's into the semifinals in Japan at the Japan Open. He's going to take on American Taylor Fritz at the 3 a.m. Toronto time. So, you know, Chapo's had a, had a really kind of strange year, like was very ineffective for a good part of the year. I think Felix kind of took the spotlight away from Danny, but he's been playing really well lately. Like, the, like, like uh, ever since, I guess, the U.S. Open, like he's been playing terrific tennis. And um, good to see that, but but I haven't seen any of the matches because, like I say, three o'clock in the morning. I haven't been watching a lot of tennis. You don't set your alarm for three a.m. to watch uh, some tennis from uh, Japan. Some tennis. See if it was a big, big deal. 
if it was the final of the Australian Open or I don't know, something like I probably would. I did it. I did it with Bianca. Like when Bianca had her run back, man, I was up seriously. I mean, she had these matches in like uh, California or Mexico before that. I was like, oh, geez, like what day is it? And yeah, it was great to follow. It was fantastic. I haven't heard much from Bianca. She hasn't been playing. Um, uh, Fernandez hasn't been playing. Um, I, I guess they, they don't take that particular leg of the tour. I don't think they're huge matches anyway. They got to rest up. Because, you know, once the Australian Open begins in January, man, it's, uh, you know, that's that's the big season there. Mike, anything else before we go? Anything that we forgot to talk about? Anything else that you wanted to uh, to discuss? No, just that uh, I can't wait to tune in to watch the Jays today, 4 p.m. And again, tomorrow, like you said, an elimination game tomorrow, regardless of what happens today, 4 p.m. tomorrow. And uh, hopefully we don't need the game right. on uh, Sunday because I got things to do on Sunday. So Okay, well, I'm sure they're aware of that, too. So it's good. Good that they know people have stuff to do on Sunday. Go Jays go, right? Hepsi? All right, go Jays go. Happy Thanksgiving uh, to you, Mike, and yours, your family, and uh, to uh, all the fine listeners of this show. That'll do it for episode 304 of Hebsey on Sports, uh, also known as the uh, Thanksgiving playoff episode. Love it. Uh, thanks to Toronto Mike, as always, for production and inspiration. Hit him up at Toronto Mike. Um, he's always got some great guests on his show. Big thank you to our friends at Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in Burlington. Check them out at crosswindsgolf.com. Book your tee time online now. Uh, and, uh, you know, it would be really nice if you could, like, write a nice review for the uh, – even if you didn't like the podcast today, um, write a nice review. How share, could you not like today's episode? Um, you know, put a smiley emoji next to it. Uh, you know, do what the kids do. I don't know. Let some people know. Um, and if you know anyone that's interested in sponsoring, uh, have them hit me up. Um, Crosswinds, of course, is our sponsor during the golf season. But but then when the weather turns cold, uh, they don't sponsor because, you know, they're not open. Um, so if you're interested, uh, you know, great rates available to you uh, and uh, get in touch with me or Toronto Mike. You know how to do it. It's not that tough. Um, thanks for allowing us into your headspace. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend for all those who are celebrating. And even if you're not, go ahead. Just say I'm celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving. Go Jays, go. Um, back with another episode next week. Happy Thanksgiving. So long for now.